You're listening to And what is poppin' everybody? You're listening to the Good Pop Culture Club episode 121. My name is Marvin Yu, and joining me to talk about all the good pop that gets us through our days. We have the whole crew back again, two weeks straight. Avengers gonna... avenging again or whatever. It's like we went back in time, back when Jess was still a self-proclaimed professional Asian American, and she needed this release every week to uh, get through the day. Uh, now, fun employed. I don't know what days are anymore. Um, I I met up with my sister for like dinner, and I was like, "Oh, it's Friday for you. How lovely!" <laughs> also joining us, the most professional of culture editors, Hanwin. Hey. How's your week going? This is your you're on this, vacation this week, right? This is my staycation and <laughs> um it didn't start out great. You know, my car uh had to get jumped in in the space of two days, twice in two days. So I was without a car for the beginning of my staycation, which meant like I was literally stuck at home. Um, That's not good. Was yeah, it a battery I'm, thing or was it like a starter it, thing? It was a battery thing. And honestly, I already had taken it in for the battery a few months ago. And they're like, it's fine. And I was just like, no, it isn't. Anyway, so um, <laughs> they had to listen to me this time. And it's and it's, so I got a new battery. I just drove it today. It's all good. So now we're going to go and eat some good food in the SGV. I'm very excited. Um, yeah. But yeah. I like how you talk about weekends just as if we had weekends when we worked in the biz. <laughs> I know, which is why now now it's like the opposite. Like I used to work all the time, even on weekends and like events. And now it's just like, it doesn't you, matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> You're always going to be Lady Violet or of Downton Abbey. What, what is, is a weekend? weekend? <laughs> Though I will say um, I fucked up once and I tried to make a turn during a very like on a residential street. I usually take the way home, but it was like school pickup time. And I was like stuck there forever. And I decided to make a very illegal U-turn instead because I was just like, I'm not leaving. Like if if I try to make this turn, I'm just not leaving. Um, So, yeah, I had to remember that, like traffic patterns and stuff. But other than that. It's great. <laughs> All right. Well, on this episode of the Good Pop Culture Club, we're checking out the new revival of Quantum Leap um, that just premiered on NBC. But before we get to that, let's find out what pop culture has been getting us through this week. Um, Han, what's popping? <laughs> uh, as I mentioned, I think it was last week, uh, since I had already watched Extraordinary Attorney Wu and, and put a double thumbs up on it, my Netflix is like, algorithm is like here is 20 billion k dramas that you need to now check out and so i've been hopping around and like starting some of them and i was like ah this is annoying me but i finally landed on one that um while there are some annoying parts i i am enjoying it uh it's called business proposal where basically this young woman who develops recipes at a company that's very simple similar to bbgo um it uh, goes on a blind date in place of her friend. Her friend is like the heiress to some other company. And so she is being set up on blind dates. But the he- thing is, she goes in place of her friend and the blind date is with the president of her own company. 
Oh, is, no. Yeah, who is a hot young guy. Everyone's too good looking. Of course. It's ridiculous. Of course. Of course. Of course. Anyway, Every, so mm. I'm so there's that. And then he eventually decides to hire her. Once he figures out her deception, he decides to hire her to play his um, fiance because, of course, he's been going on these blind dates because his own grandfather has been wanting him to carry on the legacy and give him little grandbaby, great-grandbabies. So um, there's a lot of deception going on, on only on episode five. Everyone's just been lying left and right. Um, and there's... And, and, <laughs> It's just ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, oh, no. I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this yeah. seems like a more like by the numbers, like traditional style it K-drama is. that you're it, watching. It totally is. Um, be- this, for obvious reasons, it was also based on a webcomic. But um, so this is one where I was just like, okay, now I kind of see how everyone talks about these formulaic moments. Um I don't know how many times someone falls backwards and then they stick out their hand to try to catch up. Like literally three times I'm on episode five. So <laughs> that's happened a lot. Um, I do have to say maybe I was um, uh, just, I I got spoiled by both Squid Game and Woo because both of those <laughs> feel unique enough and are not quite as formulaic in the way they shoot it even. Um, but in some ways this is very comforting because it's like, oh my God, this guy... Um, his his best friend has glasses, which you know are totally just for show because he looks too good in them. Um, and and it's just like the glasses you see in any sort of manga, where it's just like just a line. It definitely doesn't have any glass in it, you know, or of, of any purpose whatsoever. But um, in that way, I think it is comforting. I do like that they're working for a food company, so there's plenty of talk of food. Um, in every episode, they're both really into food. Um, so that's kind of why I landed on it. And I feel like in some ways, because it is more typical, I think I'm kind of learning about what are some of the values, perhaps, <laughs> um, of what. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but yeah. it's still enjoyable. Yeah. You know, I've actually read some of this webtoon um, over the pandemic, and it sounds like they did change some things around. I think in the webtoon. He, they worked for it was more like a trading company like a retail mm. company not a food company and the main heroine's family runs a fried chicken shop and she I don't know does, if still the case she does still yeah work at okay. a fried chicken shop so yes just um, just yeah. be grateful like you're not being in the thick of like the k-pop era when it was like super melodramatic yes. i'm sure they'll still yeah. exist but like there was a period where like they were only like super like the rom-com thing hadn't really hit quite yet. So it was just like very, very tragic. Um, yeah. Like everyone's there's, dying at the end. Yeah. I feel That's, like this one's yeah. more, I mean, there's a grandpa, so there's still potential for that, but I feel like this one's more your, your typical poor girl meets like rude, rich guy. That's obviously not Darcy. Yeah. It's also very obviously a rom-com. So what I like about it is she and her best friends are like outrageous. They're not very typical. And then they also um, drink a lot. So they're drunk a lot, uh, which <laughs> I know, again, Koreans is here, part. <laughs> yes, I know Koreans still. But what I like is that they really show them like off their asses at times, the women. And whereas usually I do see the men getting drunk a little bit more often in, in these shows. So, yeah, it's been it's just been interesting because I was like, wow, this is so many things that remind me of my friend and her her family like the mom who keeps hitting her uh, like 
<laughs> all the time. Of course, that's just Asian moms in general, but uh, or grandmas. But uh, yeah, so it's been kind of interesting um, to just see how it's worked out because when it came to both, well, Wu is very socially conscious and definitely Squid Game had its own sort of like justice sort of thing. Whereas this is more gender, you know, dynamics are fairly typical. The fact that he's her boss and at some point he does find out and then begins and gets angry at her and starts treating her life like like giving her hell. I'm just like, the power dynamics of this is not cool for me. No. And I'm getting very angry at him. So they better flip this very soon. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so at it, at the same time, I was like, I don't know if I'm feeling anyone yet, but uh, it's, it's still entertaining. I think without the food, I wouldn't have been as into it. <laughs> I mean, is this really that much different from like all those like romance novels you guys read on your Kindles? Yeah. I think, well, they're yes. not your boss. That's <laughs> yeah, an HR I, violation. Yeah. I think a lot of K-pop, I think the difference is in the level of romance, but also in the level of, um, uh, how do they, there's a lot of slut shaming here. <laughs> not not <laughs> quite. But like, like the reason why she went to the blind date for her friend was she was supposed to act um horribly so that way he's not interested in her or her friend friend quote unquote and so but then psych he's into that well so she pretends that she wants to sleep with him and thinking no guy's gonna want that and so he's like waiting in line for a hotel for them and i'm hotel room and i was like what what is this show like because she's like no one would dare you know think about this and then so then she has to keep on lying and saying no i'm into four or five guys at once. And I was just like, this is just really weird. Um, so yeah, there are a lot of value judgments there for sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's what I've been just, since I've only been dipping my toe into this, uh, <laughs> there are definitely things that you're not going to get. There's not going to be, hopefully, like there's probably not going to be a night after or walk of shame probably with this. <laughs> <laughs> Those types of things. But oh, so that's I'm me. excited for your um, dive into the black hole that is korean dramas on netflix um yeah i need recommendations <laughs> anyway yeah uh, i thought i, I would have thought you would check out little women instead of uh, oh I, I i would have definitely i kept forgetting about that i think for some reason like it came up on my feed and then later on it didn't so i don't know if it just starts skewing towards um oh it was probably because i watched love is blind uh after the altar that that's probably oh. why they skewed more towards like comedy. They're like Han's in a messy mood. Let's let's <laughs> let's messy give her some. right now. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, I'll check out Little Women after this. I think it'll be a palate cleanser in a different type. Anyway. All right. Speaking of palate cleansers, Jess, what's popping? Well, as you know, last week I was very concerned that the um, death of Queen Elizabeth. The second would delay my GBBO premiere. That's Great British Bake Off for those who don't know. And it did not. So the new season has officially started. Uh, we get a little bit of a delay, but uh, we do get the episodes on Netflix by Friday. Um, and it comes out in our time, like Monday night, um, because that's when the UK the UK gets it like in like Monday. Anyways, it's back. Um, you know, it's not... The world is so bleak, and I have to be like, okay, it's not what it was once was, but it's still pretty good, and it's well, all before really yeah. anything. Speaking of bleak, I need to know your thoughts about that cold open. 
Oh, terrible. Ugh. Like, I just hate Always. all the cold opens since they Always. moved to Channel 4. Because I'm like, why are you blowing so much of your budget? It's just, they're trying so hard. Because, like, the budget went up exponentially. Um, and, like, everyone's getting paid more. But, like, the show does not cost more to <laughs> produce than it did before. You know, like... It's not that expensive. The raw materials are not that expensive. So I'm just like, y'all waste your money on this. Uh, Sue and Mel could just make a little cheesy joke. And it was it was very charming. And everyone was quite mm-hmm. chuffed. But but then we wouldn't get Prue <sighs> groaning like Chewbacca. I mean, that was Prue, the least of who, my problems. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> like, the only person I kind of like in this quad is Noel. At this point, um, he seems nice. Would want to hang out with him. Matt is still disgusting. Prue's a Brexiter. And Paul is, like, too full of himself. Like, a you know. So it's really about the contestants now. And this batch seems promising. We have, like, two Scots. And when they talk to each other, it's great because I can't understand a word. Uh, we have, you know, a few. I always, you know, you always look for the type, the, 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 uh, the archetypes in each season. There's the quirky pensioner. There's the twink. There is the, you know, the young one, the youngest one. Is there a twink this I year? I didn't see a twink. Yeah. Uh, l- there was the I Polish guy. He's, he's not a Polish twink. guy's great. Uh, he's Jan- Janusz. Janusz. Yeah. Janusz, Janusz who likes booze. Janusz. Janusz who loves booze. We love him. Yes. Um, yes. So, you know, there's some, there's, they all seem lovely as they always do. And then uh, the challenges, I feel like they really scaled back which i think is good because we want them to be set up for success i think making a cake that looks like your house is very reasonable do you guys remember a few seasons ago when it was like make a bust yeah. of a person yeah. and, and everyone like, failed that that is it was very entertaining tv but like you are not being set up to succeed when that is your first challenge so I am cautiously optimistic. You know, to next week is or this week, I guess, is biscuit week. So mm. uh yeah, here's hoping that it's a good season and that I will not be let down. Yeah. Um uh, we have two Asians this season. Yes. Go Asians, yes. yes. I'm enjoying uh Shabira. Oh, she's so cute. Yeah, she's just very charming, um, and is from Malaysia. And what I like I is- was so worried for her when she used matcha in her cake i was like oh no they're racist racist." (laughs) they were actually fine with the matcha honestly but i think it was the milk tea they said it wasn't strong enough which i think to be fair should be strong enough to taste so maybe she went lighter on it in the cake but um the fact that she used both of those (laughs) in the same cake was very exciting for me and and earlier she used pandan so and she killed the red velvet challenge uh Mm -hmm. we love competency uh yeah so yeah they all seem lovely. And she's a gamer. She's a gamer. Her boyfriend seems boring, but whatever. Well, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, I felt the same. It's fine. That's like, why they barely showed him. I like I like Jim Bro. He's he seems fun. Uh, he seems like he would smell really good. Does that make sense? Like he dresses which, very well. Which like one's Jim Bro? The one who does two a days yeah. and made like the potted rose cake for his signature. Oh, Sandro. Sandro. Sandro seems lovely. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the personal trainer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a nanny. Yeah. He just goes to the gym two times a day. 
yeah, because he's a nanny, he can go to the gym two times a day. And then a lovely moment when the two Scottish people are like, oh, we're from the same area and we have the same music teacher as kids. Yes. That's bizarre. That was lovely. Um, Um, Yeah, so... I I I appreciate the Scott who wore a kilt, so... Yeah, I'm always so just far, worried so though because what's the what's the like country? You know, the, every year they do like a nationality country oh. theme, and like anytime it gets past like Turkey, it gets really racist. So like, stay yeah. in continental yeah. Europe, people. Stay in as long as we Europe. don't have another Japan week. Oh, that was we'll so be fine. Bad. That was so bad. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so here's yeah. hoping. I am excited. Um, you know, this early in the season is always tough because there's just so many people. But the personality seem all right. The pleasantness is back. Um, the hosts seem a little bit more um, mm. like Paul Hollywood seems like he's less of a jerk this time around. But it's, it's still early days. It's still, it's still early. Annoying. Yeah. But Matt's jokes are still as bad and he keeps telling me a lot more of them. Like, I just, Do you guys I remember just when we were annoyed at Noel for being weird? Because uh, no, well, no, I love I Sandy. Always... <laughs> yeah, I was always fine with Noel you know like I I felt like he kind of fit the thing we needed but I don't see any point to Matt <laughs> it's 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 all relative uh, it's a sliding yes, sliding yes. scale Marvin. Yeah. who's worse so <laughs> but yes well, I will take to... what I can get yeah excited to see where things go biscuit week's always fun I'm but I'm very excited for bread week as always because <laughs> bread is awesome Yes, I, um, here's the thing. When we talk about breads, I only like European breads because it's so good over there. And they know how to make different types of breads. I mean, I would say Asian breads, but really we got all that because of them, right? Yes. It's yes. the whole It's the whole we are here because you were there thing, you know? Can I confess yeah. something? I don't like Asian bread. I don't eat them either. It reminds me of being like neglected as a child. <laughs> it was like like it was like the the desperation food like you'd be like a kid you'd be hungry you'd be like bothering your parents and be like oh we have like you know you know like the sausage bread or the pork floss bread and like i don't want to eat any more pork floss bread like that's literally the oh. only thing you offer me uh, i thought you were talking about like being hungry and grabbing like a frozen mantle from like, the freezer and just well sometimes yourself. it would end up being just like oh like <laughs> that's your that's your like like you eat that or you wait, you know, um, or like you eat that or the other option is like something you like even less because I, I was kind of a picky eater as a kid. So I, so I was like, fuck, like, like the amount of sausage, like bread, milk bread things, you know, from like Diamond Bakery I ate growing up. I, I never need to eat one of those again. And to this day, oh. it makes me it's like when you reach for granola bar, you only reach for a granola bar when you desperate, especially like a Nature Valley granola bar that like sands your throat going down um like nobody wants to eat that it's not no one's first choice um, i don't know kind of craving the pork floss bread now that you mentioned you can i'm not, i thought you were about to say you're craving a nature valley with um, a sweet mail mm. no nah, i can't do it any no never no no <laughs> no thank you unless i'm like what desperate oh the-, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bread i ate growing up the most of course was baguettes um but that is mm. a european bread so <laughs> i do fuck with the banh mi like the you know like the yeah like, mm-hmm. yeah that's great i'm fine with that yes. just specifically like the asian like the milk bread from like the yes, chinese I, bakeries i, I can't agree. I, I don't can't do i don't it. love those yeah i'm shocked yeah no and are we sad. not allowed to be your <laughs> co-host anymore i'm a europe yeah even growing up i pretty much only ate like french pastries i didn't really love asian pastries so well you know don't let the scars of colonialism um, dictate who you are and what you like. 
you know, sometimes you just gotta admit when someone does something better and Europeans are really good at making bread. Like, I'll give <laughs> yeah. it that to them. I'll give that to yeah. them. Everything else, it's, you know, I think we got the noodles, you know, right? Let's talk. We, yeah. we got the noodles, we got the rice, we got the other carbs. They yeah. can have the bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, let's pop them with me. Um, <clears throat> I've got some target problems. And tell me about know. it. Tell me about it, Marvin. What's happening? And, you know, it, it counts because retail culture is also pop culture. So I'm going to mm-hmm. make the valid judgment that that is. Or it's been taking up so much of your time that you don't you don't have time to watch anything <laughs> else. You just got to deal with Target. I just. OK, like, I don't know if your targets are the same. I mean, we have the same target, Jess. So obviously all the targets in our area are going through renovations. They're all like updating into a new kind of showroom style setup probably because you know that's just how retail is now um and i can't find shit in my target anymore and i mean maybe this is a sign of me getting older but i go to target for very specific reasons i want to go in and go out i know where everything is and when you switch the layout around like i'm okay with updating the look but when you switch the layout around it means i'm there for like an extra 30 minutes looking for my body wash and that's not okay (laughs) did you do you use the app there's an app. There's a Marvin. You yeah. gotta get on the app. They tell you exactly what aisle it is in. Yes, you need to get the app. Get and then get you the get deals. Get all the, but that's yeah. how they get you. But but that's the thing. There's no aisles anymore. I don't know if you've been to like the body wash lotion section. It's oh, not yeah, aisles anymore. It's like a. It's like a. Yeah, like it's a, like they're trying to Sephora recreate the now. Sephora makeup experience. <laughs> um. Yeah, you just use the. You just use the. I, I love a Target meander. We have diametrically opposed uh, approaches to target i love to go in not knowing what i need letting the store tell me what i need um i was just there today so i had a good time it's 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 called a meander marvin you you meander through the store i don't like it i i don't yeah i don't mind doing a wander but i do I remember back in the day pre-pandemic when I was at Target for so long that I would start getting like wo- like woozy and hungry. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I think that's maybe why they started putting food there. <laughs> but, yeah, then you go get yourself a personal pan pizza at the mm-hmm. Pizza Hut, a little drink from the Starbucks, and you have yourself a little snack. You never need to leave it. I went to actually, I went to four different Targets today. Just for fun. What were, were you, you doing oh, the were you um, spots playground hunt for like? <laughs> no, like that one cup that you want. <laughs> I was looking for furniture. Like I've, I've, I've been so I. You have Target problems. I have overstock IKEA slash um, everywhere else that sells furniture problems. When they ship you furniture, it never. They either lie about the color. Or it comes damaged. So at this point, I literally just go to random like stores. I'll just go in person and look around and see what's there. Like furnishing a house right now, very difficult. I understand. Supply chain issues. Um, there's a lot of rustic farmhouse. I blame Chip and Joanna. Um, you know, I don't I don't want that in my house. So oh, yeah. I'm just like you know, again, fun employed. I'm just cavorting, going to multiple Wait, so- targets. Wait, so what's your style then? It's not Pottery Barn then. Are you like a Crate and Barrel? Oh, I can't afford Pottery Barn. Um, It's like a global mid-century. Yeah, I was about to say. I I bet you it's somewhat (laughs) mid-century. It's it's, of course, I'm a millennial. Of course it's (laughs) mid-century. But like a little more colorful and ethnic. 
mm. a little brighter, more colors. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it's it's you know those are it's just it's just hard to find anything right now. It's finding hard things that match, um, and it's hard to match wood tones, baby. That's true. Matching is way more important when you're furnishing your adult house as opposed to like whatever you did in college. Yeah, I'm trying not to like ha- you know be on those r slash li- male living spaces subreddit where it's just like a folding chair and a 70 inch TV on the ground, which we're very close to that right now. Which is why I went to four targets to look for furniture. Well, I hope you the best of luck. Because yeah, I hope your target problems are fixed too, and you you find I'll get used to it eventually. It's did just you ever right find now, your like, body wash? I did. It was across the way on the other side, not in the actual <laughs> Sephora section. Okay, watch watch this magic, Marvin. Marvin, what body wash do you use? Um, Old Spice. Okay, are you? Do you use Swagger? Sure. Old Spice Red Zone Swagger body wash. These names are fantastic. Um, it it doesn't. I assume it washes you. <laughs> it's for normal skin. Oh, do you? Oh, these names are Bear Glove. What the fuck? What does it smell like? Like the forest. Whoa, these are these are these are very weird names. But anyways, it is an aisle A twelve, Marvin. Is that where it was? I assume so. Get the app. You know, I'll next time I'll go, I'll cross reference with the app and I'll let you know how accurate you, it just, is. just take me with you. I'll be your guide. Huh. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, uh, that's what's popping for this week. Uh, when we come back, we're talking about the new revival of Quantum Leap starring Raymond Lee on NBC. Uh, so stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, Sharon. Hey, Remen. How are folks still racist? I know, right? We're like two decades into the 21st century. Yeah. And second question, where's my jetpack? Well, I can't help you there, but have I got a podcast for you. Modern Minorities is a show where each week, my longtime pal Remen and I uncover common and uncommon truths that we all need to hear for our majority brains and ears. Yeah. Sharon and I have spoken to doctors, lawyers, directors, climate activists, angry Asians, athletes, chefs, writers. Folks who are black, brown, gay, straight, and everything in between. Past guests have included comedian Margaret Cho, Southern Poverty Law Center journalist Geraldine Mariba, comics creator Jean Lunyang, and many, many more. We've even talked about Ramadan, Black History Month, Kamala Khan, and Robin being queer. It's like we're trying to solve racism with the podcast. Challenge accepted. So check out Modern Minorities at modmypod.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Remember, we're all modern minorities, but we're no one's model minority. Life gets a little crazy sometimes. Sometimes it's confusing, sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's beautiful, and sometimes it can just piss us off. Enter First of All Podcast. It's a safe space for real conversations about the things that we all struggle with, celebrate, contemplate, and work through in our daily lives. I'm your host, Mindy Chang. I'm an actor, filmmaker, and entrepreneur with a colorful background, a full life, and brilliant friends who I love to unpack life with to share with all of you. They are everyday people like you and me, ranging from award-winning artists, cultural icons, powerful CEOs, my hilarious childhood friends, and even my mom. Tune in for honest conversations on mental health, dating, sex, family, career, culture, and everything in between. Listen to First of All wherever you find podcasts, part of the Potluck Podcast Collective. 
And welcome back to the Good Pop Culture Club. This week, we're taking a leap back in time, but really in the future, because we are talking about the revival of Quantum Leap, starring Raymond Lee that just premiered this past week. Um, Quantum Leap originally was a, was in the 80s? It was a 90s? 90s, 90s, mid 90s. It was originally a mid 90s sci-fi television series about a scientist named Sam Beckett, played by Scott Bakula, who got trapped in a time travel I guess, loop or accident where he had to leap into the bodies of people from the past and solve their problems every week. Um, it ran for how many seasons did it run for? It, yeah. I think five. Five seasons, 97 yeah, episodes. Yeah, five. five seasons, 97 episodes, and famously did not resolve anything because it got canceled before mm-hmm. the end. Oh. Of the this is back when these shows didn't really have an end, really. They just kept making them until they told you to stop. Right. Yes. Yes. And and the seasons like five seasons doesn't sound like a lot, but you know this is when there was like twenty three episodes, so it was like over a hundred episodes. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was kind of like a sci fi. It's kind of it's not really procedural, but it's like a case of the week type of thing where every week he helps whoever he leaps into solve whatever their problems. Usually involves them not dying somehow, or you know getting messed up, and moving on to the next person. Um, every week was a different time period. And so it's it kind of a, now that I think about it, pretty ambitious TV series because you have to do a different period piece like every week. Mm-hmm. So the revival takes place 30 years after the end of the series in 2022, which I guess lines up with the last time we actually saw Quantum Leap on the air, uh, which kind of weirded me out because, <laughs> you know, 2022, we don't have time travel. But, you know, it's sci-fi, that we so whatever. Know of. <laughs> <laughs> that we know of, Marvin. I, I think there's always something sort of magical when they do that. Because despite maybe a year or two delay, that happened with um, Twin Peaks also. When after, yeah, d- yeah David Lynch it did It is Fire the Walking. age of reboots and revivals. And I did enjoy the fact that this is a revival. It's a continuation of the story as opposed to a straight reboot. Like Raymond Lee is not playing mm-hmm. Sam Beckett. He's playing um, Ben Song, um, who is a completely different person. Uh, yes. But Sam He's Beckett to find somewhere. Yes. Yeah. The, the search for Sam Beckett is kind of like the background of the project that he's on. And he's, you know, he's a quantum physicist who is a part of this team, the, part of the Quantum Leap team that got started up in order to find Sam Beckett, who's still lost in time somewhere. And you know, as far as we know, he's not signed on to be a part of this show. But I think that just might be smokescreen because there's no way he's not going to show up at the end of the season, right? Uh, they, they, he, I think he said that he's not coming back. So I don't know how they're going to deal with that, but they have time to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, we can't have CGI Mercamo now, so, you know. Yeah, it's CGI right. young Scott, Scott Bakula. Or does Scott Bakula have a son that looks like him, but younger? Or I mean, Scott Bakula is still acting. Just give Scott <laughs> Bakula enough money where he will come back and do Quantum Leap. Right. It, it, or as Jess you know, pointed out, it's not like people haven't lied before about coming back to something. You know, Spider-Man. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not terribly worried. Um, and also, it's not something that we need resolved um, right away. So, the yeah. I in general... 
you know, um, I think this plot deals with him just being gone fine. <laughs> yes. All right. So the show also stars um, Ernie Hudson as the gruff leader of this new time travel team. Um, Caitlin Bassett as Addison Augustine, who is Ben Song's, um, I guess, fiance slash the successor of Rear Admiral um, Al Calavici as Ben's holograph guide. Um, and then Risa Lee as Jen, who is their head of security and making their return. They're just in every single sci-fi fantasy project. Like you cannot have a genre show without having Mason Alexander Park playing a role in it these days. Yeah. After we saw them in... Um, it was Cowboy Bebop. And then well, Cowboy was, Bebop, uh, and then it was uh, Sandman. Sandman, We recently right. saw them. Um, so yeah, we have Mason Alexander <laughs> Park again. So yeah, so um, there's only been one episode out so far. It's, so this is a, I guess, Good Pops pilot watch, um, <laughs> yes. where we haven't done this since um, Lovecraft Country. But we're going to just talk about what we think about this pilot, and then we'll probably revisit it at the end of the season to see how things panned out. Um, but yeah, what do we think of the pilot of Quantum Leap. I mean, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I am a little disappointed, honestly. Um, and, and they made some weird choices about this revival and about this pilot specifically. Um, so, you know, I'm no longer in this world, but my understanding of a pilot is like you kind of want to come out with guns blazing. Um, and I just don't know if they did on the, like, you know, just like story level, like a convention level. Like it was a pretty like tepid case of the week. Um, I don't know if we got enough back time with the crew to feel like, you know, Ben's disappearance is a loss. And then ultimately the oh, oh i think the time they chose was kind of weird because honestly it did not look like he time traveled at all because for some reason the 80s just looks like now but like no one has a cell phone which no one really has a cell phone in tv shows either because that's not interesting to watch um and i think which all i could get past you know or give it another shot my my biggest worry is that the central relationship between Ben and, you know, his Al, who is, spoiler alert, not spoiler, you learned this in the first scene, is his fiance, but he has amnesia, which is also an interesting, weird choice. Um, and, like, I just don't know if they, if that works <laughs> for multiple reasons. So... It's been a while since I watched original Quantum Leap. I was not like an avid follower. And I kind of just jumped in and watched. Kind of like how you watch Law & Order, which is when it's on, it's on. You kind of see. So it's kind of like you follow that case of the week. But I think the amnesia part is part of the original storyline, right? I don't remember. I, I don't think I've ever seen the first episode of Quantum Leap where he like, I, I've yeah. only caught like, you know, it was a very, it was a syndication favorite, like a Nick at Night kind of a thing. So yeah. you know, I've only seen it when he was in the thick of it. Um, you yeah. Know, like, and, and also, I think, I feel like the, the team back home is something they added for this 
series because I think in the original series, it was mainly just Sam Beckett in whatever situation he's in with Al being his only link to back home. So all the, the stuff about the team back in the future trying to like kind of mission controlling everything was alluded to through Al, but you don't actually see it. So I that is a choice that they made for this season. I kind of, I get why they might've done it because I feel like they wanted to show more of like the mystery um, and also have the ensemble because um, and I'm curious about what you guys thought about the ensemble because it did kind of feel like they tried to get one of everything. (laughs) What? Tokenism? Huh? Um, So yeah, I gotta just I gotta, uh, yeah, agree probably with most of these assessments that as a pilot that is supposed to grab you right away, it's kind of like I think they're leaning heavily on the fact that this is Quantum Leap, a recognizable property and and concept. And so they didn't really bother to make a very engaging story for this episode, which is a shame because how can you make time travel boring? Um, and I... And because of them trying to create an ensemble, um, I also agree that they did not spend enough time with the ensemble for us to care about and know who everyone is and and figure out what their um, sort of dynamic is. And yes. so, yeah, when you get him, you know, leaped to 19, what, 84 or whatever it is, um, and then he has amnesia, you're just like, well... I don't know anything else. So so we're kind of like with him and it's not it's not enough. Like I don't know I really don't care about the engagement the fiance thing. Well, I kind of <laughs> wish that they had just opened with him leapt into the person and we would discover who he is like along with it, him, right? I think that would have been yeah, a lot stronger. It, the fact that they wanted to add like this whole like the whole preamble kind of just I don't know. It, it, it kind of muddied the water a little, right? Yeah. It, it's also like because he's definitely made some big choice to do this leap without telling everyone what his thought process was, then I feel like they need to lean heavily on on him. We don't really get to know a lot about him as a person either. No. And, yes. and, and definitely being in the 80s would have been a great time for him to be like, try different foods or try something else or like clearly I know this and but it doesn't really jibe with this um, time period also like I agree they give him 80s clothes that look like contemporary clothes like it's just so (laughs) weird that they did not go full on like uh, day glow and have like people perm look and like, hairspray, right? Yeah, crimped hair. Um, where's the Madonna fishnet hands, uh, gloves? Just everything like they could have done, they didn't do. Yeah. So, yeah, or like, I bro, just pick a different time period if it like you have it. I mean, I mean, maybe like, are we skewed because we are so used to the premium cable budget and the premium cable? Like, we forgot what a network. No. I, here's I the think thing. that's I do, kind of that's where my 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 brain rot is definitely because I've been watching a lot of quote unquote prestige television um, with like Netflix or HBO size budgets, and so it's been a while since I've watched like a network TV show. And that's not to say that you know they can't also be well produced, but it definitely did have like when I was watching, I was definitely saying, yeah, this is definitely like a TV show. Well, it I mean. But on the flip side of that is 
you get something like Grey's Anatomy, which to this day is still remembered for having this amazing pilot that gave you uh, something really engaging right off the bat when it comes to the main character. You remember all the other supporting characters um, because they had just such, you know, they were so strong and they established Mm -hmm. who they were with each other right away, these friends who were roommates, et cetera. And then the the, uh, whatever Nazi. Um, So yeah, I think it's kind of like... I'm open because I do understand that certain shows, um, let's say Parks and Rec, takes a little time to find its feet and establish its characters. So that's why it is a pilot. But to compare it to other pilots that are super strong, I'm just like, yeah, this was a letdown. I mean, yeah. sci-fi is still hard. Like sci-fi pilots are hard because you have to establish like world stuff, right? And, you know, it's but this one especially didn't have this. To. The concept is quite. clear that you are back in time he doesn't remember shit he can only communicate with his guide holographic guide and like that's really all you have to know but then you Um, need but then how would you know that mason's character ian was a programmer if he didn't say i am a programmer i code or if nanrisa's character was the head of security if she did not say i'm your head head of security yeah i mean like I do think there are better ways to do. There show are better that. ways, <laughs> um, and and that's the that's the hard part because I think they're trying to get us into the time travel very quickly, which I appreciate. I do think yes, a good pilot, you just got to get right into it. But it, it is this thing they're trying to do an ensemble, and it's either it's not just that we didn't get enough time; it's like the characters are not very well drawn out to each other right uh, and and if they are there's not enough contrast in their di- like there's not there's no drama because they all seem to get along and work very well together and have been working together very well for a very long time if you think of any other work ensemble whether it's a comedy or a drama the rule of them is like they need to be together because they have the only skill that is you know, that, that they can bring. But, you know, so that's kind of the force that keeps them there, the glue. But, you know, they're either diametrically opposed in principle or, like, worldview. Like, um, like I love Bones. I've watched every single episode yes, of Bones. Yes. Bones and, you know, great. Bones, you have, like, you know, someone, you know, you have, you have Bones, Dr. Brennan, who is, like, extremely, um, you know, clinical and logical. And then you have Angela, who's, like, very artistic. And, and so, you know, you, you get these, and then you have a, you know Booth, who is very uh, intuitive, right? He's a, he's a he's a cop with his gut. So so there's where you get the conflict. And and here's my hot take: a show is only good if you're going to set up a romantic plot line. It better be a slow burn. <laughs> I do not know one show where it's like not a it's not great when when it's like yes they're together. This is great. This no you want the slow burn. You could put them together and then rip them apart which i guess i think is what the show's trying to do but like how but no, he doesn't remember chemistry no, they have no chemistry. chemistry zero and, like, chemistry is hot and i've seen him have chemistry with other people like both on stage and in movies i've had him i've watched him have chemistry with like joe the you know his his friend who he has to torture in a cambodian prison chamber <laughs> Marvin, you you know what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, right? Yeah. Like like Raymond Lee, he he can burn, and I don't know if it's the writing or if it's 
I'm not familiar with Caitlin Bassett's work, but like it's it's some it's like a mix of or it might be a mix of two. Like she can't handle the weird sci-fi cheesy stuff, and or it's not cheesy enough. Yeah, I think definitely. I think where it's sort of boiling down to is the execution here. So. Um, because if you're trying to create some sort of tension with the fact that they are engaged, but he has forgotten her, there's no moments where she really looks hurt or whatever. There's just like no, no emotion here that I'm getting. And so, uh, yeah, I'm very confused about like what the setup was supposed to be. It's, it's also like really uh. funny because so, you know, she's a hologram, right? So they can't mm-hmm. actually touch each other. Which, if you think you were separated by both time, physical space, and memory loss from your fiance, like there would be a yearning. They seem very comfortable not touching. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, she did try to touch him a few times. They did write that in the script, but but but, um, I definitely see what you guys are talking about. I think the only person who was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel like the only person who was like the only two people that were actually like that were putting in work was probably Raymond Lee because he, he did play the good fish out of water pretty well. He knew he got the assignment and Ernie Hudson as like just the too old for this shit. Mm-hmm. Ernie Hudson like, is great. He's great in everything. But so that's the thing. It's like, okay, so Ernie Hudson, Raymond Lee can handle the dialogue and the weird, you know, oh, you know, especially in a pilot, like the very exposition thing of it. Um, I mean, Ernie, Ernie Hudson was a ghostbuster. So he, I mean, Ernie Hudson is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> he's so good in everything. Um, but some of the other lines, some of the other, yeah, the uh, some of the I'm I'm your head of security. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think it all is an execution because it never should be so blatantly um, written in like that. Because if when we're talking about there's no yearning, like you know, a K drama would kill it when it comes to yearning, or even if we're talking about let's say. Um, if anyone remembers uh, Pushing Daisies. The yeah, that's main, what I was thinking yeah, about too. The two main characters could not touch skin because, you know, it would cause death. So there was like really hot kissing through saran wrap. There were times <laughs> where they were in beekeepers costumes. And it just, it was bizarre yet so to be, sweet. <laughs> to be fair, Lee Pace could have sexual tension yes. with a toilet brush. Okay, he could... He could. I would watch that. <laughs> yes, I would too. Lee, Lee Pace is. I'm getting flustered just thinking about it. He's he's very attractive. I mean, like pushing Daisy's Lee Pace isn't even like the hottest Lee Pace. It's available. not even peak Lee Pace. That was like nope. baby Lee Pace. Like, could you like like if you gave me like queer king, queer elf king Lee Pace now in his little like boy shorts, like making out with a toilet brush, I I would pay a lot of money to see that. <laughs> Uh, but he did make pies and pushing daisies, so let's. That's just, hot you know. too. Yes. <laughs> that's very hot. Anyway, uh, not oh, well. Di- <laughs> yeah, digress. yeah. Um, well, we've talked a lot and we've touched on this a little bit, but we do need to talk about how this is currently the only primetime network TV series with an Asian American lead, which is, I think, a big deal. Yeah, um, we're it's not he's not going to be quite a lead, but we are eventually getting uh, Harry Shum on Grace. Um, 
along with Midori Park. So I'm actually excited for that to come back. But yes, because he is the lead and also a lead of a sci-fi project, which I'm very excited about. So this is the other thing I will have to say. Like, I will definitely give it a chance because it is, since it is a case of the week or whatever, leap of the week sort of situation, um, I feel like one episode might be wildly different from another. They also network, network TV does sometimes have to find its footing. Um, and maybe they'll figure out what works, what they need to pump up. So all those things, um, I think, will make it possible for them to approve. I feel like the next episode is called Atlantis. Not quite sure what that means. <laughs> so I just want to see them in like way period garb, like without yes. technology, like really do something different. Yes. Show me Cowboy Raymond Lee. Oh, Cowboy Ra- oh he's going to be in space. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Show um, me pilot Raymond. Show me the Raymond Lee we should have gotten in Top Gun Maverick. Yes, but was deprived of. Uh, give me like like Renaissance Raymond Lee. Like like he needs he should you know remember when like Raymond Lee in like poofy pants. Yeah, like I feel like there used to be a convention where like someone you would meet Shakespeare at one point in your like yes. long run drama. And I feel like he needs. We need to bring that back. Like we, need, he needs to meet like yeah. Shakespeare or like other I historical like the, figures, like Elvis. Like yeah, I like the cheesy historical cameos. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do hope they lean away f- from like the techie part and just lean more into the camp. Like I don't know if mm-hmm. you've watched early episodes of Leverage, but that shows bananas. Oh, yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's the like just give the people what they want. Like we want camp. We want Scott Bakula. You know, we want like fun costumes we want um i mean i feel like they could throw in a few animals in there or something that would make yeah. it fun they need it more personable i think because since the the concept is a high concept sort of thing we don't really need the techie part of it they can they can talk about that in the background but we just kind of need to care about the characters yeah uh, and and i'm gonna need more for my you know i'll give Caitlin Bassett the benefit from the of the doubt and we, we just need to give her more to do we need to give her more personality we need to give her like um because I feel like in the original Al was kind of like out there right like he was pretty yeah. high strong and like they were I feel like there was a lot more panic in the old one a lot more banter a lot more panic this one yeah. I think that yeah. was what was also missing was just that chemistry because in the original series they were the main they were the the main relationship. Yes. Is- Be- because again, the, the, that center relationship right now is based on an external factor, which is the amnesia. And it's based off amnesia is by definition, nothingness. Right. Like, like what is it that makes, and, and so it'll be interesting to see how they play it. Cause you know, I would think that if you were in a healthy, loving relationship, you would be being in a healthy, loving relationship is really, really boring. Like to the outside, like there's no drama. So what is the drama that's going to like engine that dynamic? Like, yeah, where is my, where is my banter? Where's my like butting heads? Where's my, um, you know, where's the romance? So I am going to do a callback to people, to another 80s series, which only the older people will remember, but it only lasted about a season or two. And it was called Voyagers with an exclamation point. And it was also a time travel series where people had to travel back in time and fix things in order to get things back on track. They had all of the whole um, 
cameos, like I was saying, because I seem to remember at one point they had to make sure that Moses went down the river or whatever, you know, <laughs> so he got to where his location was. But also, like, the lead character was, like, a total womanizer. So he was just, like, fallen for women all throughout history. So I was like, this is what I want from a time travel series that's going to be on network, right? If, you, if you're going to do... Um, if you're going to do time travel a la, uh, um, oh my God, what's it called? Outlander. Then you get it. That's going to be very high, uh, like period drama costuming. There's going to be angst and there's going to be uh, Scottish accents. But when it comes to network traveling all through time to fix something, yeah, I want to just see stuff from the period, you know, and and interactions and fun stuff like that. So uh, even though Voyagers did not last as long as Quantum Leap, I still have a place in my heart for that because it was just cheesy in the way I wanted it to be. You have to say it like, Voyagers! Voyagers! (laughs) Voyagers, <laughs> Voyagers. I wonder if I wonder if it's streaming anywhere, <laughs> or, or on YouTube, some like kind. So yes. upload it every single episode yes. on YouTube. I better look it up. But, all right. Uh, yes. So that's what uh, I wanted. <laughs> all right. So I guess you know since we've committed to revisiting this once the season ends, um, we can hold final judgment for uh, Quantum Leap till then. But for now, I guess. Was this pilot good pop? It's just fine. I don't I don't think I can push it into the good column. I don't think it's necessarily bad. So. I say it's bad because it's so mid. Like you can be absolutely fantastic or you can be a trash fire, but you cannot be boring. Because there's nothing to talk about when it's boring. Like we love trash fires. Han literally just watched the Love is uh, Love is Blind season two reunion, which I didn't even know they're gonna have another reunion after the fact. You know, after they announce all the divorces. I started watching season three screeners. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, we love mess. Uh, we're fine with mess, but again, you can't be boring. And so I hope. They fix that, lean into the camp, lean into the cheese, and, you know, let's let's buy Raymond Lee a house in Malibu. Yeah, I agree. I came in wanting so badly to be super excited about this show because I was not a fan of the original run of Phantom mm-hmm. Leap, right? I know about it through pop culture osmosis, but I didn't follow it. But I wanted this pilot to grab me because I was rooting for a show starring Raymond Lee because he's a guy, you know, I don't know if you've met him, Han, but, you know, Jess and I have known him through the community you know um i interviewed him when he was on the main cast for Viet gone on the, during the east west players run mm. with with, with oh, yeah. sylvie kwan yeah who's now in grace they were really good <laughs> they had chemistry yeah. they had great chemistry he had great chemistry yeah. with the guy who played his friend like raymond lee That's, he's been that. a guy who's always been great but just hasn't had like the right opportunity right he was in that hbo show that's like basically not this is us Right? Billions? No. No. Um, oh, oh, um. Here and now. Here and uh, now. Was it here and now? You're, you're right. That, uh, that is the show. That's not this. <laughs> and then he got cast in Top Gun Maverick along with Manic Jacinto and Kara Wong, and we were super excited about that. And then he ends up like being like one scene. Well, he's all over this one, so we want this to be the best <laughs> possible uh, vehicle for him. Right. So uh, I want so badly for this. Boo. Malibu, <laughs> residuals, residuals. 
Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad we're giving this another shot later on. I mean, curious to see if this gets better, because if I was just watching this just for fun, I probably would stop right here, to be honest. <laughs> but um, now that we're obligated to watch further, um, I'm hoping that it will turn into a good pop. I think mini binges will work. Just let a few collect and see, like, check out down the line yeah. to see if it's uh, evolved. I mean, we are T minus three hours from Andor's premiere. So I'm actually, <gasps> that's been just what's on my mind right now. Andor. Just give me that Diego Luna in space. I, I don't know if my body can hunt. Like, he's, <laughs> he's my hot pass, guys. I'm sure you knew that. But <laughs> just to reiterate, he, he is my hot pass and I love him. All right. Um, well, on that note, that'll do it. Um, just has to go prepare herself for her Diga Luna viewing experience. <laughs> gotta, gotta put the tarp down, baby. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. The tarps, plural. <laughs> uh, if people want to find out more of your thoughts online, where can they go? My trash takes are on Twitter at Just You Tweets. And I am at Anonymous. You can find me on Twitter at Marvin. You can find our show at Good Pop Club. We are a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective. Uh, you can check out our fellow Asian American hosted podcasts by going to the website podcastpotluck.com. And yeah, we'll be back next week for our monthly um, Asian American entertainment news roundup. Do we want this? Uh, but until then, um, go watch Andor and Quantum <laughs> Leap too. You should watch that too. <laughs> this was not paid for by Disney Plus or NBC. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye, <everyone>. Anyway, bye. <laughs>did you go to saturday school as a kid i sure did did you totally well at our podcast saturday school we don't teach a language but we pass along the culture that we do know and that's asian american pop culture Ada is a journalist, and I'm a professor and film festival programmer. We've watched a lot of great Asian American movies, and we want you to watch them too. Come listen to us as we look back at the pioneering films that have led us to today. 